Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They say great things come in threes. Great. I think it's great. These are great days we're living. Oh, that's a great start. Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. Well, what do I say? Good evening, we everybody. In the morning, so you can say good morning, family. Oh, theater of the mind. So I'll, I'll say that we we uh, I'll say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Uh, I welcome you to the very first episode of the uh, the Bam Slam podcast, which I uh, I hope is the first of uh, of many with Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff. And uh, and and Mike Costa and how the three of us got together to do this is I, I don't want to say Allison I don't want to say it's like some big massive miracle but it was like it was Ben it was was it just kind of like the stone rolling downhill and then picked up momentum and they'd be like you know well we should actually try this instead of just talk about it you know she cracked a joke in the group text and then all That's of a right. sudden we we're like oh she's cool. <laughs> I think at first Ben was like, "Who is she? What What are you talking about?" That's one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So I made sure I was funny, and then Ben was like, "Okay, she can do it." No, and 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 so we we the three of us have been talking for a couple of weeks now, and um, Ben had the idea way back when, and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm in," and and he and I got to talking, and I said, "Let's uh, instead of just getting the." Guys just sitting around farting and scratching and stuff. Let's let's get let's get a female's voice, a female's perspective, somebody who is dialed in and what's going on in, in the world today, obviously in the sports world, but you know, uh other things and, and has opinions about it and can hold her own and is fun and can give it as much as she takes it. And she you and you and I, I don't know how we've been talking for a, a long time just through via social media. We finally had a phone conversation. Um, and Ben said, yeah, he goes, let's, let's do this. And and so there you go. There is the, the five, five cent version of the, uh, the Bam Slam podcast. And I will explain this maybe a couple times, um, as we go along here, but Bam is Ben, Allison, Mike, although everyone just knows me as Costa, but it's Lewis. It's yeah. It sounds a lot better than back. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a good thing I had a vowel for a for a first name. Totally. So so that's what we're doing. It's it's the Bam Slam podcast, and obviously, uh, family members, anybody new to it, you're going to be a big part of it. The Bam Slam fam. The Bam Slam fam. And it kind of writes itself. And and I know we have a we have an email address. We're going to have a Twitter handle, the whole nine yards, and we we desperately want to uh want the family to be a part of it. Okay, enough about how we did this. Everybody, let's address the 800 pound grill in the room. How am I doing? Uh what's going on in my life? What have I been doing since that fateful Friday? You know, you say that a little like tongue in cheek, but I am really curious. Like I've missed you so much, man. I know. It's it was it was hard. Um for those of you who don't know, for those of you who might be listening for the first time, I was laid off um December fifth i think it was uh we had just finished a friday show and my boss more importantly my great friend still brian long called 
and he just said, "Buddy, I, I'm, I still am absolutely, um, I guess, shocked that I'm having this conversation with you, but some decisions were made from on high, and your number came up, and." Anybody who's been in radio, um, it, it's probably happened to them, and it'll probably happen to them again. And this was just my time. I had, I had avoided a lot of, uh, of cuts like that, but it was, it was my time. And so I said, okay, no problem. Um, I had learned from like a couple times before that I'd been laid off. You don't bring a lot of stuff with you to the radio station. You bring enough that you can carry home in a, in a bag. And so ben, I literally walked out to the my little news area and it literally it was just like this little zip bag that I'd probably gotten on a flight on American that you put, you know, a toothbrush in or something. And your five pound bag of dill pickle seeds. And my five pound bag of uh, seeds and stuff. And I, I hugged Ben, I hugged Judson and I walked out the door and, and that, that was it. So that, that's kind of the way that unfolded. And again, no animosity, no hate, no nothing. I totally understand the business. I know what COVID has done to so many things. So, um, and, and as I told everybody, Allison, Ben, if that's the worst thing that happened to me on that day, it's still a great day. I, I, yeah. I still have nothing to complain about in my life. So what have I been doing the last 60 days or whatever? Um, we have Peloton in our house. Oh, you do so, look good. Thank I will you. say, there's no no more fat jokes coming your way. Well, maybe a couple. Yeah. It, it, so I've been I've been pelotoning. The backyard has never looked better. <laughs> it is never look. I mean, a leaf hits the ground, boom! I'm right there on it. I'm picking it up. Uh, the dogs are well exercised. There's no dog poop anywhere. The house is extremely clean. <laughs> you know? uh, I, I've got well acquainted with like a toilet brush and and all sorts of stuff, and. Um, are you I've learning re- a language like your son? I saw your son's learning. No, Tof has got Let's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, Tof has Chinese and Spanish down. Patty's fluent in both. I um I wrote a children's book. What? I've written a children's book. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. And uh you were getting laid off. No, I know. <laughs> you messaged me, you're like, I'm getting laid off tomorrow. <laughs> I'll I, call uh, you later. Um yeah, I, and I've written children's book, and it's in the hands of a um a woman who specializes in children's literature. And she's going to take a look at it, and she is going to, she deems it worthy, pass it on to a friend of hers who's a literary agent, and we'll see what happens. So that's that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. What a little side career. I know. There's no I, sausage pizzas in this book, is there? there? No, None? there's not. And you think, like, really, this big ball of S, he's writing a children's book, but it's always been there. Who's the main character? Um, the main character is a rhinoceros. Oh, does it have has, a name? Yes, the name of the book Reggie is Reggie the Rhino. No, Big Blue Lou. Because oh. you're Big Blue Lou, pretty much. And you were a little sad, so you were a little blue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe subconsciously, that's what happened. It's going to be a bestseller and finance the podcast. I hope so. Maybe it'll, it'll be. <laughs> hey. Maybe yeah. Now we're talking. Maybe it'll be a Caldecott winner. I don't know. But uh, that's a, that's kind of what I've been doing, and just spending time, obviously, with Meg and, and Tof, trying to stay out of Meg's way, trying to stay out of Tof's way, because they're used to, all right, you know, from three forty-five until ten o'clock in the morning. Trying to stay out of Max's way, trying to stay out of Tonka's, Tonka's way. way, Apple and Shirley and stuff, and and so uh, just I I've always had this long list of of stuff I wanted to get done, 
And like the weekend would come and you'd be like, ah, shoot, I'll do it next week. So I just, that's what I've been doing. And, and obviously looking for jobs and looking for stuff and thinking about a career and thinking about a career pivot point. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I've been up to. And, and we've had a couple family Zooms that have been awesome. You and I text regularly. I text with Judd. And again, it, it, at the end of the day, I've got nothing to complain about. Well, this Zero. podcast is going to make millions, Zero. so we shouldn't be too worried about the financials. No, a hundred percent. So that's that's it. That's what uh, that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. I think another thing we got to address is uh, we never got a goodbye show, and I think a lot of our core family members who listen to the yeah. show day in and day out were missing that a lot. So I mean, kind of a, sorry to all of you. I hope you're listening to this one. I hope you tune into everything we do. Because we do really love and appreciate you so much, and I feel like those last three months of our show, yeah. we had something super special. We we did, and and who knows, we still do. And, and and again, you're you know, there's there's smart ways of doing things in radio. Stations and companies have been burned before, going to somebody and saying, "Hey, listen, tomorrow's your last day on the air, but we're going to let you do a final show." And then an F-bomb goes out or that person just craters like all the mm -hmm. marketing partners and advertisers. Mm -hmm. And then the program director, the pre everybody gets fired because of like, so there's a reason that they, they don't tell yeah. you. And it, it's prudent on, uh, on anybody's part. Not that we would like Brian we Long could have, Brian could have come to Judd and the three of us and said, listen, unfortunately, this is your last show. We would have said, hey, it's our last show. We love you. Thank you. We don't know what we're going to do next, but you've been the best and we'll see what happens we're not gonna you know you're not going to burn that bridge or really crater any opportunity you'd ever have in in radio or television but there's a reason that they don't tell you which is fine i i totally i totally understand but yeah yeah being able to say goodbye um you know that would have been cool but that's why we have the family zooms and that's why we zoom and text and and stuff like that. So, uh, again, and that was my biggest motivation to do something like this. Absolutely, where we can really reach back out to those people who stuck with us for so long. The yeah. Carolyn's in Canada, Larry who now lives in Illinois, right? Um, all the guys in San Diego. We really appreciate all the work you did putting up with us for three hours every day. Now put up with us for some more, and this can be on your own time. Just download and subscribe. We'll send out links. We'll have everything going. Right. We'll have the email address up. Uh, we want to get you in the show as much as possible. I think we've already talked about having a little special listener call-in segment every show. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll make this as much uh, family-oriented as our show was, and hopefully it's even better. And if you're you're, you're you know a man or woman out there and you need some advice as far as maybe love life or you need Allison-type yeah. advice, that type of thing. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, she's here. No, she's here for much more than that, <laughs> but there's that different aspect. I, I, I can give you uh, love life and, and life advice, too. Uh, things like that. So actually family involvement, uh, new, new ears to it and stuff is, is what it's all about here in these, uh, in these infant stages. So the next thing we got to do, Allison, welcome to our little family. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm so excited. Costa and I it's have so much fun with you guys. Oh, it's going to be our, a blast. Our group text chat is already fun. So yeah, he's got a potty mouth and That's it's a, <laughs> You know, Costa has these certain things he used to say when we would book guests, and I was thinking maybe, okay, now there's a lady in the chat, Costa, maybe don't say those things anymore. But I did say it. Oh, yeah, of course. And I expected... it, was a, it was a slang word for breasts. Mm -hmm. I will I will tell you that. So, I mean, it's <laughs> uh, I should have expected more, I guess, but no. Um, so 
but you know I don't care about that stuff. I we, we know now. I, I didn't at yeah. the time. I was thinking, oh, well, this podcast is dead before it started. <laughs> but I was probably the one laughing the hardest she's in the group toast. chat. She's toast. So can you tell us a little, Perfect. I mean, for me, I don't know you at all. That is so funny. Um, how do you not know me? I... <laughs> I know you over yeah. text. Do you know who I am? I know you're at Allie Rat 27. What? Seven. Allie Rat 7 on With Twitter. I think that's it. Um, Yeah. So I've been in San Diego about 17 years. I grew up in Napa Valley. Napa. Napa. Um, <laughs> so I like good wine. Yeah, you do. I send us some. Um, <laughs> um, have lots of kids. Five of them. One of them is a college football player. Yeah, you guys I know had. A, I know you guys had. Wait, you my have bed. five? I do. Two oh. girls, three boys. Oh my god! I thought you just had my three boys. I, I love it. I love. No, five is that's awesome. Know, Good because we have one. Mm-hmm. So I just you Five's know. a lot. Yeah, it is very um, cool. So I yeah. had a pet hamster once. <laughs> yeah. You're engaged. You're he, he, he's now dead. You're the young. You're the young gun of the show. Exactly. Um, he's not tainted yet. And you guys had one of my. One of my boys on the show before yeah, ben you guys was great. were fired. We had Ben. My Ben. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's clear something up. I was never fired. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Sorry. Ben is still here. Ben's still employed. <laughs> yeah. Ben is still employed. Thank mm-hmm. God. And th- so, um, yeah, Ben loved that interview. My Ben. He had a lot and of now that Ben is no longer at Houston Baptist, but he's at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Okay. Um, he Well, he has to graduate. NC2A rules are really tricky when you have only four classes to go. So he has to graduate from there, which he will do in May. From HBU, then he'll go to straight to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to go to Western Kentucky University for his grad transfer year. So full master's degree paid for, and Damn. it's exciting. Yeah, That's so his, huge. his offensive coordinator went, and his quarterback went. Yeah, and now he's going. So it's exciting. So just so that's, I mean, raising five, that's like eight full-time jobs. That's mm-hmm. actually full mm-hmm. five full-time jobs. It's a lot, but just because you're, I don't. I think every day you're worrying about somebody, but they're all great. They really are. I'm so so lucky. What's the age? What's the age range? Uh, my youngest is 21. Zach is okay. 20. No, I'm sorry. He's not 21. He's 20. Okay. Zach is 20. Um, he'll be 21 this year. And then my the oldest daughter is 30. You have a thirty-year-old daughter. I was daughter. not twelve when I had my first. Child. She did, does she look like she? No she, chance in hell. You don't do you look have like a you have a thirty-year-old daughter. I do. I do. Damn, good for you. I do. Oh, the good. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm more impressed by the second. And you just in in your obviously seventeen years in San Diego, so you've got a you have a, a pretty good finger on the pulse of of what makes this city tick. Not only yeah. from a sports standpoint, but. But I mean, politically, socially, right. and things and like grew that. Grew up a huge sports lover. I mean, that was a big part of our life. I have all sisters, and my dad was, you know, we were always tailgating and playing football in the yard and, you know, going to A's games and Raider games and 49er games and Giants games. It was all Bay Area stuff. So, yeah, so that was my life growing up. So, so I've, it's, and I, it's just been sports to me. I mean, sports, music, fitness, those are my, my jams. I mean, I think they're everybody's. It's kind of cliche, but yeah, yeah. but it's what I love the most. I love it. Well, so. we love we love having you part of it. And thanks. If you um I'm I am now at uh the Mike Cost on Twitter. You're still at Fletch Sports. You're at A L L I R A T T. R A T. R A T. Seven. Seven. Alley Rat Seven. At Alley Rat Seven. Um 
follow her. She's a great follow on Twitter. Follow all of us on Twitter, but Allie's a great follow um, as far as the the connection she has and the people she knows and the people she goes back and forth with um, on on Twitter. Like uh, uh, a girl like Laura Oakham with uh, with oh Westwood gosh. One, Laura, who uh, just got to do the Super Bowl. Laura is amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. She's just so talented, and she's such a support for women in sports media. She really is, and she and I have gotten pretty close, and I really just adore her. She's what? great. Love um, Amy Trask. You know, I love oh, the Princess of Darkness. Annie. Yeah, Annie Halbrun is my first woman of sports in San Diego. Yeah, I adore her. So, yeah, I'm super supportive. If you if you do follow me on Twitter, just be nice. I, I don't do like Twitter fighting and all that stuff, unless you're. That one guy who told me I was dumb. And oh, welcome to my world. He so can then f I, off. So yeah. then I just. So I <laughs> Is said, his last I, name uh, Spanos? Because we can hate them as much as we want I on Twitter. Call, I'm not going to say his name, but I, I, um, I, I did get like I had just kind of had it with this guy over all these years of him kind of harassing me, mm -hmm. and um, I finally just I couldn't take him saying one more mean thing to me, and I and this was just like a month ago, and so I finally said something. On Twitter, and I knew I was like, I'm just gonna sit back and watch what happens. <laughs> and all my little Twitter friends were like, Don't you talk hard to nice. her like that? And they all, you know, that's so funny. Very protective of me, and it was great. Well, it, it goes without saying, we're glad that you you agreed to do this, and I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. And um, me too. We're gonna give people something to uh, definitely to listen to and, and make it worth their uh, worth their while. I, I mentioned Laura Oakham and 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 Westwood One. What what did you make of the Super Bowl? Okay, the Super Bowl was trash, but Westwood One had the greatest part of the entire night. <laughs> and that was when... Have you seen the Kevin. updates on this story? Because, my God, it's blown oh. up. Oh, I did. More do we call, more it, do, do we call it Streakergate now? So it is Streakergate, but okay. have you heard what's happened since the okay. streak? All right, so this... He, here, can we play the call first? Okay, this okay. is Kevin Harlan's call. There's nobody call better than Kevin. Of, uh, of Westwood One. This is Kevin Harlan, Westwood One, calling the Super Bowl, and no one does a fan on the field and or a streaker better than Mr. Harlan. Down 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull, Pull your pants, pants, my man. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Put, Put on your pants, Put my on man. Put your pants, my man. Okay, so that was brilliant in its own self, and that could be the story, and it could be done and over with. However, afterwards, someone posted a picture on Instagram taken before the game with the streaker in his – he had his shirt off, and the caption alluded to the fact that he put a $50,000 prop bet down that – There would be a streaker during the game. So he totally fixed the system. Good for him. It took him $1,000 for bail to get out of jail, okay, and so he's he still out. made out with $347,000. Okay, so here here is the thing. If I am, and I don't know Allison or Ben where he... He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. <laughs> I don't know where he uh, placed the bet. But if I'm the, if I'm the house, I am saying, show me the true definition. I want to see Webster's definition like streaker. of streaker. Because there was no nudity. There was right. no nudity. And but he I, was trying to pull his pants down, clearly. He, he was trying to, and he had like a man tart on, like yeah. it was... Um, Kevin, he's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. <laughs> so, 
if I'm the if I'm the house, I'm saying no, no, no. Did they already pay him? I have no idea. We don't know that that's actually what happened. Okay, that could just be an Instagram rumor flying around. Right, because I I, I guarantee you that that house goes. No, you ran out on the field and you you had that man thing on man thong yeah. bra, but you were there was never any nudity. Right. I'm so. saying it counts as a streaker because streaking oh, it, it streaking. He is running on the field. Like you would call it a streaker. It's like uh, pornography in the old lawsuit cases. If you you know it when you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty you much. You know it when you see it when it comes to a streaker. And the security guard could not catch him, and then he finally made the tackle right at the like one inch oh, line. Oh, juked him out of his shoes. <laughs> that guy did. should have been playing in the game. He would have been better than the Chiefs. I, I think like one out of ten times the security guard is actually someone who's like in really great shape, and they're like, okay, I know I'm going to make a highlight reel somewhere, and they just flatten them, which I completely applaud i would love it if the players stepped up and someone went and decked him but if they get hurt on that somehow or something there's a whole so effed that that unfortunately was the the probably the best part of the game because i don't you know i don't know about you allison you're sitting here wearing an 83 raider jersey which i absolutely love you got your (gasps) just for you you got your raiderette boots on which is awesome as long as it's not Derek carr no it's and and i've let you know died in the wool Raider fan, I I felt like so here here's here's my balance going into the game. Chiefs got the Super Bowl last year. Andy Reid finally got his. Patrick Mahomes got his. Chiefs were in it for the first time since '69. Okay, that story had been written, and then you've got Brady over here going for number seven. Well, seven's neat, but you know once he got to five, and then once he got to six, it's like okay, there's no question about who the greatest Super Bowl quarterback is and I to me it was as boring a Super Bowl as I can I can remember it was almost as bad as the Patriots Rams one at least that was fun defensively yeah, I was at yeah. that, that game it was really boring yeah but, that one was rough to watch too mm-hmm. my 13 9 yeah, yeah third, it was yeah. so yeah. bad terrible was, but for Patrick really Mahomes not to get a single touchdown on the board I it think is embarrassing on his part but yeah. that offensive line, obviously, they were just absolutely diminished by injuries, and that's probably the biggest part of the game, and it's cut and dry. But it was a tough watch, man, and the commercials weren't even good this year. No, they weren't. Oh, they weren't. What What did you guys think the best commercial was? Probably the Eminem one was pretty funny, and then the one Paul Rudd and Drake in the State Farm commercial. That was good. That was good. Uh, okay, you know what? I can't stand Drake. He killed it in that commercial. He was hilarious. He was perfect. There and I are... also thought the Matthew McConaughey Dorito, where he's flat. Yeah, I, I had it on mute. I didn't actually. I didn't see that one. But that was pretty good. The rest were, oh, the the girl without any legs, the swimmer. Oh, that yeah, was powerful. But there you... were two San Diego based. I thought Cutwaters were. I mean, they weren't funny, but they were well yeah. produced. I thought that that one was good. And then, did you guys know the other one? It was it was a man's soap, it was filmed in the backyard of a San Marcos home. Oh, the, the um, sauce guy with watch. The beer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, that was filmed in San Marcos. Was it really? Uh-huh. And oh. it was a San Diego ad agency that um, produced the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I felt Ben really was really ballsy. Those Fs at Robin Hood. The NFL accepted a commercial from them. Oh, right. If we uh, want to go down that road, yeah. talking about stocks. Yeah. Because first of all, Rich Ornberger got completely screwed. You know that one, right? He bought GameStop at its peak and then it proceeded to go all the way down. And he bought a bit, like a lot. Oh, he bought high. Yeah, he bought it all the way at the top. <laughs> wait, wait, you're supposed he bought to, it like four twenty or something. He, he, to... he was thinking it was going to a thousand. Okay, when you say four twenty, four hundred twenty dollars a share. Four hundred twenty dollars a share. Mm-hmm. 
And then it. Oh my god! What was it? Do you know what it was today? I didn't look. It I've, it's low. I can check my Robinhood app because I fell for it too. Did yeah. you buy GameStop? No, I didn't buy GameStop, but I bought AMC. But I don't have so enough my... money for it to really impact me, sure. just because I don't have very much money. My boys are all into stocks too. They're all they Good all for have them. the apps. They're all so into it. It's uh, I was listening to them have a conversation with Ben, who was in Houston, and yeah. I was just dying. How, how funny it was listening to them. I was like, these guys. It's a financial revolution, Mom. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The big guys have been doing this to us for years. Yeah. It's oh, a, my okay, God. Okay, GameStop is all the way down to 50 bucks a share. Still okay, better well, than it was, though. Wasn't it at, like, It was 12 It was, it was nothing, right, to begin with? It was. Well, so I think the Wall Street started shorting it when it was at $4 a share, expecting it to go to 2 And okay. then within days, it was up to 400 something Okay. So those guys all still lost like millions and millions of dollars. That's when the Reddit that's when the Reddit army said F Wall Street and mm -hmm. are we going to we have to make a command decision here. Are we going to curse on our podcast or no? Go, let's see how it feels. Oh, it'll be hard for me probably not to. Yeah. Give me give me give me give me an S bomb. Okay, that's when the Reddit army said F this shit. <laughs> and they <laughs> and they went in <laughs> And they went. How did it feel? You've never cursed in here before. No, it felt really. Was it weird? Really, it is weird. And the thing is, the problem with the podcast is that if you if it just becomes a a landscape of cursing, it's like anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like comedians who are super super funny, but they mm -hmm. don't curse. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you guys. You. It's you, like if you're making an elaborate painting and you want to use a little bit of charcoal, you can't use too much. 100%. So you gotta dust it in there. Okay, so I we gotta pick and choose. So when our Wall spots. Street is effing over this shit, yeah, I think it's more than welcome. Okay. Yeah, when it's when it's really necessary. Sometimes it, it is just necessary. Say it, Allison. What? Say it, just give me a good. We strong both already shit. did. Did you say it too? Yeah, I just did. He oh, did. I want her to. What? Fuck this shit. Oh! 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 Oh my god! Sorry, oh my sorry. god! I feel so dirty. Oh my! Oh well, that, I, know, I like I that. Want, I don't do that, do I? <laughs> Cute little blonde girl. I'm sorry. Okay, well, so, okay, Wait. but still, everybody knows. But what do you think about short sellers? Like, I... Oh, scumbags. Yeah, right? That's... that's And they... So, the one short seller, he came out and said that his company's no longer going to short stocks. Oh, He's been doing it for 20 years. What a humanitarian. I know. Hey, you've been stealing from poor people your entire yeah. career, and yeah. then all of a sudden, they yeah. win one time. Yeah. He said he wasn't going to do it anymore. Oh, well, God. <laughs> give him the Nobel like Peace I was Prize. Yeah, YouTube I, 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 I've Citron. suddenly, yeah, I've changed my skin from scumbag to humanitarian. Yeah, but Rich bought high. Rich bought really high God on GameStop, and I mean, we all oh, kind of knew what was we, happening because he did it on air. He was like, "Oh, I'm putting like 200 bucks in right now," and everyone was like, "Rich, bad idea." Yeah, that's our buddy Rich Hornberger, by the way. He's not the smartest guy. He is really tall and very handsome. Very Great much hair. so. But he, uh, I see. I had no idea. I know that there are some people who, when uh, got onto the train early and bought when it was 12, 13 bucks a share or whatever. There it was. were millionaires made overnight. Yeah. Millionaires were made overnight. Mm -hmm. Was it immediately though that Robin Hood said, okay, you can't sell the GameStop? No, it was a few days. Okay, so people had, on. people had a chance to get out. And there were like 14 year olds who made a lot of money on Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. God love and them. And so, but then it got to the point where it was like, okay, this is actually going to ruin some companies on Wall Street. Some hedge funds. And so somebody called Robin Hood and was like, all right, we got it. Come on. Which Come is on. totally illegal, by the Robin way. Robin Hood's mission statement literally says it's to bring freedom to the stock market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. everybody, for mm -hmm. the average person. Steal from the rich and give to the poor.
but it was the converse. So yeah, screw it, the poor. Totally, got to like get GameStop could still be going up at this point had they never done that. Unbelievable. You know what's funny is that um, my because my wife Meg is a a very conservative. She's very fiscally smart, but she's very conservative. I'm a little more kind of let's take a chance on this. Listen, years, before the Maserati, pretty much years ago, years ago. This was early '90s. Sam Cook, the owner of Samuel Adams Beer took the Boston Beer Company public. And we were drinking Sam Adams like it was going out of style. So she goes, you know, I think I'm going to buy, I think I'm going to jump on this IPO. And she bought, I forget, she bought a couple hundred shares for like 15 bucks a share. Well, she's rummaging through some old papers about a month ago. And she finds her original Boston Beer Company stock certificate. Has not been following Boston Beer Company at all. Doesn't know about Angry Orchard Cider, truly. Oh All these God. other beers and, and alcohols. You got fired at the perfect time. Yeah, so you guys are rich. Are sitting now writing children's books. Yeah. She calls. You don't need Blue Blue the Rhino. She calls. Big Blue, blue Lou. Big Blue, sorry. sorry she, big blue calls, she calls our financial guy. She's all, um, he's all, God, he goes, I, let me check and see if you still have it. So he goes, send me the certificate, whatever. So. I remember she goes, she hands me this big envelope. She goes, idiot, whatever you do, don't lose this. Make sure you send a certified <laughs> mail, blah, 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 blah. So he called back this morning. Samuel Adams stock is up over $1,000 a Jeez share. Jeez Louise. But we weren't married at the time. So it's in her name. And I'm As saying, is everything else you pretty own. Much. So I, and I'm saying to her this morning, I go, I think... I told you to buy that stock, right? <laughs> Didn't I tell you? She saw. She goes, just stop there. Just <laughs> stop there. You will never see a dime of this. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it's crazy that, you know, what's going on. I, I finally opened up my own E-Trade account because um, I just want to be ready if something happens like this uh, in the not-too-distant future where I can kind of pounce on something. And if I if I lose a couple hundred bucks, it's not gonna it's not gonna kill me. So now instead thing. of playing Fortnite on the computer, you're playing stocks. Pretty much. Pretty much. Which is kinda like a, a game of Fortnite when you think about it. It is a little bit. You know, I put like twenty bucks into cryptocurrency. I bought one of those ones that was at like Did you which you bought so the my dog boys one? Are, my boys are doing that too. That's I got it when it was under a cent per guys. share. Under a cent? And I put it, twenty bucks in. Okay. Right now it's up to like hundred and fifty. And nice. it just keeps going like this, 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 and then it yeah. and then absolutely tanks out to nothing, it and then does. it goes, up, it goes up, 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 up. Wait, wait, you bought it for less? What did you pay pay for a share? A cent? It was a little bit less than a cent, and then so I bought just... again when it got up to eight cents. So my average is at like three. Okay, is it still traject on trajectory to go up? Yeah, I mean the internet's going to tell you it's going to go to ten dollars by the end of the year. If that happens, I'm rich. But didn't Elon Elon is that the one Elon Musk uh, tweeted about? He's been pumping it like crazy. Yeah, Bitcoin's but, interesting. I, I don't. I still can't figure out if I believe in it or not. So just, Bitcoin yesterday went from like thirty thousand to forty thousand in a couple hours. Did it really? Yeah, because he put in up one point five billion dollars from Tesla. Forty thousand a share. Forty thousand a share. Forty thousand dollars for a, a made-up coin. For and that's just cryptocurrency. It's because yeah. like Tesla is going to start accepting it as people buy their cars with it. Holy crap! I don't know how any of it works. But I hope I get and rich off of Doge. it's where you have like some Doge. weird key yeah. that some a key that, which is essentially just a code, 
Yeah. And you can never lose your code because if you lose your code, you can never get your money. It's yeah. just, well, it's if you all... want to bring it back to sports, Russell Okung accepted his last contract in Bitcoin. It wasn't in it wasn't in dollars and cents. It was in Bitcoin. Okay, I had no idea Bitcoin was as high as it was because when I saw that, I was like, "What? Did it's like? Did they hand you a sack of quarters and say, here, go to the, the no, arcade?'" Man, it's just that's massive. what I thought it was. Good for him. The coin machine at the yeah, grocery store. Much, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So coin long, star. So longtime Chargers left tackle. He he went and said, you know what? I don't want my contract in money. I want it in Bitcoin because I think it's going to go up. So now Holy his contract crap. got paid out in the dollars and cents that it would have been if it was money, but instead it was in this currency that went, has now skyrocketed. Right. Cause Probably tripled his contract. Holy crap. How that is so smart. So, yeah. So that, wow. that takes us back to Robin Hood and how they F the people and – you know, it was commercials, eh? The game, eh? The, the weekend? Okay. Oh. Where where are we in the weekend? Oh, I have very A little motion thoughts. sickness, but I thought it was entertaining. Me Should too. have called him Monday. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, God. He's did the you, old, did you? Now we know who the old guy in the group is. Right? No, it, we like knew this for the second we walked. Did in. you? Did you? I thought he sucked. I didn't think he. I oh, the audio know. mixing was off at first, but I give him credit for going live with everything. Do you guys know producing anything on that scale? Right, is so difficult. And uh, have other artists done great? Yeah, they have. But I think don't you think every halftime show though it's about fifty-fifty split? People either love it or they hate it. And the NFL, I think, is really trying to appeal to a certain younger demographic look what they did with nickelodeon Sh- having a oh show on nickelodeon gosh, which was awesome and it and it was a hit it ended up being a really big people that watched it said it was really really well done. i loved it and also if you look at the uh, i don't know right before the game did you notice they kind of did a big animated thing thing that was geared towards kids also it wasn't i know that nate burleson's but... halftime highlights had the nickelodeon splashes the slime, and, the slime yeah. and yeah and stuff so. and so they did something right before the game too and i think um and then i think the music choice i think is part of that too they're trying to you know they want to get viewers there's so many distractions kids and right you know young adults have right now that sitting down and watching nfl isn't always okay well uh, on their sunday plans okay look at look at the the uh star spangled banner you had a country western white Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. and he was doing it with and i forgot who the artist artist was the black woman eric church was the guy was the guy and then i forgot who the the black woman was doing but you can see there's they realize okay there's that one section of your audience here is a bigger section of your audience with the african-american fan base jasmine sullivan jasmine sullivan Mm -hmm. i thought they did a great job i did too some people really oh no no, i thought it was great great. i thought it was was awesome I thought they kept to the core of the of the song, yeah. but put their own little spin on it. But it wasn't so far removed from what it should sound no. like. I thought they did great. And I think they have to continue to do this. And as as, I mean, they have to in areas where they can make it sound like they're listening to what people are saying. Yeah. Because as long as the owners, for the most part, ninety nine point eight percent of them are the color they are you're still going to have that stigma of it's 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 a good old boys club mm-hmm. especially with the head coaching yeah did were some men of color made head coaches sure you look at Bruce Arian's staff mm-hmm. um how many you know it's two women two women mm-hmm. um 
a lady refereeing in the a lady Super refereeing it sure so they have to in the she areas. was one of the few refs that didn't screw up that game oh my God. and his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator Todd Bowles and, right. and yeah and and Byron Leftwich and and so um it's it, I'm still flabbergasted Eric Benny Eric Benny is not a head coach it's I, it's I, maybe after that performance, I get it. Their offense didn't do anything. That's true. And and, and someone I mean, that said sounds to me, horrible to say, but geez, somebody said to me, maybe it's just a bad interview. It's like, okay, that could be the case, but, but there's two, two and a half years of proof that he's a fantastic coordinator. Yeah. Right. The interview, how bad could it be? Right. right. And, you know, unless she just goes up there and says, Hey, listen, it's all Andy. I'm and look, just, no one out there was you know? saying yeah. that Mahomes should be the number one overall pick. It's what they've turned him into, has, which has been so incredible. Who exactly. do you think has the biggest hand in that? It's been right. Eric Bieniemy from yeah. the start. Mm-hmm. The weekend put seven million dollars of his own money into that performance. Why? Is, is Pepsi it, and the NFL are cheapos? I'm not really sure. Well, imagine what it would have looked like without that seven right. million. I mean, <laughs> we know what it looked like with it. It was know. okay. So it was it was kind of cool the way it started, where they had like the. It looked like it was robots behind him, and then he came out, and then he started doing his thing, and then you had the guys with the jock straps all over In their the faces. Tunnels. They I... were bandages. Oh, they were. Yeah, because okay. he just had like Plastic his face surgery. got kind of screwed up and something, mm-hmm. so he had the surgery, and that was his latest music video. He was in that same bandage, and so they were. It's kind of like the whole thing was supposed to be his journey. Mm-hmm. I don't really get it. <laughs> the memes of that have come out. Oh my god! In the tunnel. In the tunnel. <laughs> They're so good. They're <laughs> so me looking for my date. Like, uh, at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah. Oh my god. The- my girl says we can finally get Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. You know, there's there's something that I I really tried to make a a, a concerted effort to do, and it it happened it, it, coincidentally after I got laid off was to. Not just jump o- jump all over someone like the weekend for their halftime performance. When I a know nothing about the weekend, b have never walked in the weekend shoes, c do not have one millionth the talent that that kid has. But it was just I I don't it was just to me it was just like, huh, it was hmm. Okay, this reminds me of something. If you remember, Judd and I put a challenge out to you not to mention anything about Dustin May's appearance one Dodger game. You made it exactly six innings. I did. I did. And then I dropped the the mask ref or the movie. Something about his lips. Something about. He's an old. Yeah. yeah. Sideshow Bob. So, but if you're actually holding to this. Now, I, I know am you, trying. You have not laid off on the Spanoses at all. No. The Spani. The, okay. the Spanoses. Thank you. Thank you. They deserve it. I'm sorry. Because you have not taken the foot off the brake at all with that. No. The, Eli Manning. In fact, you've started memeing. I've started memeing. Eli Manning. Eli Manning came out with a congratulations, Philip Rivers, on your retirement before the Chargers. So did the Broncos. So did the Broncos. So did a lot of guys, a lot of teams, before anybody who is ownership of that organization, in ownership of that organization, did. So that's – I think that they will – The Chargers just, you know – I'm a big social media content. You know, I'm already, you know, I'm a proofreader. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you guys? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, God, my. K-A-Y-Y-Y. <laughs> my little header for um, our podcast just got torn to shreds. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I needed it. I'm not grammatically correct. I'm sorry. Um, no, but I, I get so, because there are some. Pro sports teams that have the best social media content. I think the Colorado Rockies is really good. Yeah. I mean, there are some that are just 
awesome. Um, and the Chargers is, it, it's glaring to me. And I don't, I'm trying to look at it with, you know, fresh eyes, not like not trying to be judgy just because it's the Chargers. But their, their social media content is horrible. They, they ref, Their new thing is like, let's look cool and not capitalize anything. Yeah. And just, it just looks bad. It I will just, say they made a really awesome one today for Justin Herbert, a video. The video's content it looks and amazing. stuff is good. I'm just talking about their, like, the posts that they do during the game, you know, when they're live well, and tweeting the fact the that they cheer on the Dodgers is kind of BS. And oh obviously such a backhanded slap to this beautiful totally. city. It is. Are you having, you having mic trouble there? It just is it, wants to fall down. So yeah, this just, is a podcast. We can just hold we can figure it out. This is great. You just said we can figure it out. make a bunch of noise. You you said, Carolyn's listening, Carolyn's man. listening to Toronto. You got to give her her native language. If you spin it to your left, there you go. That was Costa's mic for a long time. It was. I gave it a Hurry little. Up. I gave it a little blue pill every morning, and it stayed right there. <laughs> Sorry. Chew it and do it. <laughs> oh my god! But hey, Viagra could sponsor oh this. God. I am okay. That's true. You're the product. Or, or you're, you're the guy. I am. Do it. Ex- do it. I is, am the guy. Erectile dysfunction. You know all about it. That's right. Do it. <laughs> Okay. Number Can one we, sponsor. We just got <laughs> Philip Rivers, and you talked about having five kids. Philip Rivers has nine kids. I think mm-hmm. it could be a good matchup. You weren't on air when Philip Rivers retired. And I know you and Judd had both kind of looked forward to that day as being a great day for our radio station yeah. just because it would provide such great content. We had such great stories. And I think our radio station did a decent job with it anyways. But I really felt like you and Judd were missing so much that day. Oh, because, my God. So I want to your thoughts because I know you guys have been planning this out for years because we thought he might retire every yeah. year. Love him so I, much. And that man is amazing. Oh. Now, did you were you able to watch? I don't know if you have Nick sit down with him. That was an hour long. I did not see it. But did did Nick do it in Indianapolis with him? So the, it was a little Zoom thing. It was okay. But it was they were both just so relaxed and talking. And Philip looked like well, he's gained a couple pounds since retiring. Sure, like in the face, big time. But it looked like he was just so relaxed, man. He looked like he'd been spending so much time with the kids. He was so happy. It was really cool to see. But your thought, like that man had, has had a huge part of your life. Yeah. Your thoughts on his retirement? Um, I thought he could come back and play another year. He looked good. A, he did look good. At a high level. And I happy. thought, yeah. And I thought, really? I, uh, listen, he's got nine kids and you don't probably want to miss any more than you, you, you have if you're Philip Rivers. But I thought, Guys playing at a high, very high level. They make a move here or a move there. Colts are, are, are certainly back in the conversation. Superstar merge with Jonathan Taylor. Right, and especially if Deshaun Watson leaves the Texans. Right. You're not worried about that. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, was, I was a little bummed. But then, you know, I, I go back to his first days when he was, when he was drafted. And the way he just he was you know it was it was Drew Brees it was Doug Flutie it was Philip Rivers and then when he just came on the scene and and I was so lucky I was doing um I had just started doing sidelines for the uh for the team and they had uh, they would have these dinners um right before training camp started where Philip would come in and we'd do them at Donovan Steakhouse and UTC and it was a room of maybe 20 people. They'd come in, they'd have big dinner, and then Philip and I would sit there on stools in front of them, and we would just shoot the shoot the breeze. And I would just kind of be a catalyst to 
you know, get the conversation going and if there was a lag and stuff, but the people would ask questions and there's I'd, no lag with Phil, man. No, there's he can not fill a room. And so we, you know, we, we'd start talking and, and, you know, um, I'd get him going and I say, Hey, you know, if you, you have a question for Phil, please raise your hand. And it would be hour and a half, two hours of him just talking about football and family and God and life and answering questions like, um, you know, what do you, as you got your hand over your heart when you're, you're during the national anthem, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Or what are you thinking about as you're driving the game and, and stuff like that? <clears throat> so that, those are some memories that I will never, ever forget. And we're just awesome. Um, he's, he's, he's one of San Diego's favorite sons. He will always be that way. Just like Tony Gwynn, just like Junior Seau, uh, just like I think if, if he stays here his whole career, Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be, um, he's statue-worthy in this city. He is. And, and you can we can have the argument about the, the Hall of Fame and are the numbers there. And I think it's going to be quite incredible that as he gets older and the more he's removed from the NFL. People how much, are getting out how in much front is, of it already. Yeah, how much better his numbers are going to look. And, and he would have been had he been in a different organization for sure. Oh my God. I had a broadcasting friend ask me before the season, not in California, but he, he asked me, he's like, what do you think Phillip's going to do? You know, do you think he has the arm still? He's asking all these questions about it. And I was like, yeah, because if he has an O line, he'll be fine. Totally. And he proved that he really did. He doesn't have to run. He doesn't, you know, he might have a funny throwing mechanism but which he's always had he's always had that and it works for him yeah it just does and his receivers love him i have a cute little philip story can i tell it please i just your name's on the uh, podcast rat <laughs> of course you can Ellie rat. i told you i'm just a sassy sidekick um i i love i love him because so oh, wait, we, are you, oh, do i need to give that microphone no, another yeah, blue pill? Give another blue pill. we um philip and oh it's dane there Philip we go. and I, when, when he lived in San Diego, we lived near each other. And I used to see him at the grocery store all the time with kids hanging off his cart. And oh, yeah. It was adorable. But when um, one of my boys, my son Ben, when was in, I think he's probably in fifth or sixth grade, and he was at the park with a bunch of buddies playing basketball. There's like four of them. Philip shows up with his wife, and a, I, don't, I don't know how many kids they had at that point, four maybe. And um, they're at the park, and all of a sudden, and the boys see him. They know he's there, you know. And, they're not going to say anything to him. But all of a sudden, he walks over to the basketball court, and he said, hey, do you guys care if I play? My name's Phil. And uh, <laughs> they were just like, that's so adorable. Oh, we, we know your name. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so he played basketball with those boys for an hour, an hour, and maybe longer, but it was at least an hour. And he came home. My Ben, he, had, he just never has forgotten that. And he has stayed, well, until Phil was gone but yeah. he stayed really loyal to the chargers specifically just because of that then was um, he a colts fan yeah yeah we all were and i think that he um he just you know he had such a love for him from that point on because he was just so fun and nice and normal and we were friends with um the former head coach and his wife is one of my dear friends and we were all in the um which players. former head coach norv no Mar- no, Marty? No. Uh, former head coach of the- Kevin Gilbride? No. <laughs> Don't go back that far. Um, oh, uh, Mike McCoy. Yes. Oh, so, okay. So Mike and Kelly were really good friends. And so we were in the – we would go to games with them and be in the players' parking lot. And Philip would drive in in his truck, 
you know, and oh, yeah. I, I mean, he just was so he wasn't one of those guys driving in in the, you know, the fancy, you know, Ferrari. He came in his truck and just with his cowboy boots on and just said hi to everybody in the parking lot and in he would go. And it was just the coolest, coolest thing ever. I love him. So the case is being made by players and coaches already for Phil to get in the Hall of Fame. And it's all coming down on how that offensive line and that him personally totally changed the way offenses read blitzes and the way the offensive line change moved before the ball was snapped. And I don't, I'm not going to be able to explain it as well, but Nick is already out there leading the charge. Cam Cameron is out there leading the charge. And then a bunch of analysts. You saw mm-hmm. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, everyone but Jim Trotter. Jim still won't give it to him. But they're all kind of saying, this guy's a Hall of Fame person. If he's not a Hall of Fame player, then we need to make a new category. Because okay, it's Philip Rivers, man. Everyone loves I him. I know. But and I do think his relationships will get him in there. And I hope they do. But unfortunately, there are plenty of scumbags who have gold jackets. OJ so, Simpson has a gold jacket. There, there are guys who have <laughs> been. <laughs> well, true. Really no, true. there's guys with, with domestic violence, with drug, you know, convictions and things like that. If it was the hall, if it was the Hall of Fame of good persons, yeah, he's a first ballot guy. But I don't know that that argument even holds it anymore. But it's it's gonna come. Da- it's got to come down to the numbers. But the voters all get who he was playing for. But his his numbers. That's also gonna come into it. Yeah. Yeah, and his stats were. I mean, they're really. No, his stats are not uh, far off. No, they're, not. they're really not. I mean, he. You know, if you're gonna say, okay, well, he never won a Super Bowl, or he, you know, didn't get far in the playoffs. I still feel like he should be in. I think he's going to get in. It's not going to be a first time, especially if Breeze retires no. this year, because Breeze is an obvious first. I think he does. I And a lot of other people have to. I think it's going to be a situation like uh, like John Lynch just went through. I was really happy for him. A couple years. Did you see where, the video? Yeah, there's a couple years where, you know, you're like, really? You know, you start getting talked about, and then people are start, they start going into that. When's he gonna get in? And then you're right; he's not gonna be a first belt guy. But I think I think the numbers there, and and you know, if the the Trotters of the world, who God bless Jim Trotter, I think he's such an awesome journalist. He is going to weigh numbers against numbers. He will do it like, okay, let me weigh your numbers against the guys who are in the Hall of Fame quarterback position. And Phillips, what fifth? Fourth, fifth, sixth on, on so many of those lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worry is going to be if uh, Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan climb past him. Climb past him, and also the fact that he appeared in one. Matt Ryan appeared in one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl, but how many AFC champ? Uh, Philip appeared in one, and he played with a torn one, ACL. And he tore with an ACL. Yeah. So God, that seems so long an, ago. Like that should be enough right there. He played an entire game on a torn. I don't Without know. Ladainian yeah. Tomlinson. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Who, he on the sideline with his hood on his? Yeah. Covering bruised his ankle because he couldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring that one up around. No. <laughs> we had your boy Goffer on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what did talking, Mike say? Well, I was talking to him on the phone beforehand. Yeah. And I sort of brought that up because I was like, do you want us to talk about Phil and stuff here? He's like, no, let's stick to Marty because he was pretty emotional today uh, with Marty Schottenheimer's passing. And he was like, I really want to stick to that and I want to just talk about the person that Marty was, not necessarily the coach. Yeah. And But that did inevitably come up because Steve Hartman's hosting the morning show. And so they talked about the fumble that Phillip had on um, in that that game. And he talked about LT sitting out. And Mike Goff kind of, Phillip played great. That was it. <laughs> that was it. 
it wasn't he wasn't gonna say anything about lt he was just philip played great oh man yeah that was um that was that was brutal way it happened uh you know you mentioned a guy like marty schottenheimer great regular season coach and unfortunately marty puckered in the postseason and he was also the victim of just i mean the drive with elway in cleveland the next year they're going into the end zone for the go-ahead touchdown and biner fumbles and yeah. then you've got the the fourteen and two <laughs> debacle here, with easily the best team in the NFL best, that year. Oh my God, mm-hmm. so dominant! Mm-hmm. And then you know, a couple days later, he's fired by the Chargers because he and AJ Smith didn't get along and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he you know, Goffer was Goffer was that was probably the I don't know would you call it the apex of Phillips' career. Yeah, that offensive line. Those were his was best so chances. Good. You know, they had the defense. They also had the offensive line. They had the running game. They had wide receivers. They had Gates in his prime. Mm-hmm. And by I let Goff, I let it slip to Goffer that we were doing this. Yeah, and he said, "I want to come on for thirty, for three zero minutes, for thirty minutes." All right, nice. he can talk a little like football. It. He's pretty good at it. And he he talked a lot about how Marty gave him the best year of his career because he said, "I need more out of you. What are you doing?" In his exit interview one year, <laughs> Goff went into it saying. I thought I just had the best year of my entire football career. And then Marty said, I need more. Really? And then the next year he came back, played the best he ever did. I love wow. it. I'm having dinner with him on Saturday night. Aww. Yeah. He's a scotch guy? He's got to be. No, he is a – Mike Goff is, has the capacity to drink beer like we would drink water. I can go up against him. I mean, he's he's got a grizzly bear's paw for a hand, so – a normal beer in our hands looks like it's mm-hmm. one of those little tiny things in his hand. He can put it away. But I don't I, I haven't seen him in God, almost two years because he was he was back, you know, coaching in the Midwest and and so I haven't seen him in a while. All right. So podcast world. Hopefully at some point in the very near future this uh, little segment here would be filled with a commercial. Yes. Uh, as in people paying us money. Right now we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and kind of wrap this thing up for round one of the Bam Slam. Bam Slam? Bam Slam. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Bam Slam fam. Hang tight. We'll be back. You still around? Wow. That's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam. Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. Yeah, right. We're wrapping up uh, our first attempt at this. And, um, again, we hope you're going to be with us for um, a while as we get the, uh, the Bam Slam uh, podcast off and running. Bam Slam Fam. Bam Slam Fam. We'll start growing those members, uh, growing the members of the family as uh, as well. And you know, we're coming into that. That I know that I don't know about you're you're still obviously working for Extra thirteen sixty Fox Sports San Diego, but there was always that after the Super Bowl was over, and you kind of sobered up. There was like, oh, damn it, it's February. Mm-hmm. Now for the most part, it's just like man. But you, you know, you still have NBA is going on. Aztecs are playing. Obviously, NHL is playing, and we're right around the corner from spring training. And for the first time in a very long time, with the team that legitimately, legitimately has a chance to be in the World Series, nine to one yeah. odds. Right. So it's it's not as bleak of February as it has been in the uh, in the past. So there's there's a lot to get uh, look forward to, and there's a lot that we're gonna we're gonna talk about on this uh on this podcast and it, it's not it's not gonna be about sports we're gonna talk about life we'll we'll bring our lives here to the uh the bam slam we will you know we'll talk about if if, if politics is someone's got to be in their bonnet about you know what's going on in politics or or uh 
Hollywood or, or anything that's going on, we're going to we're going to address it here. So we hope you're with us for a very long time. I think we hit something today that's important. And I think you and I, Costa, we shouldn't be allowed to cuss on this, but Allie should cuss as much as possible. <laughs> totally. Her F and S totally. was so good. Yes. In fact, I, I want to hear another it. one. Yeah. Give it to us. Come on. They're making me really bad reputation. Why are you making me do this F and S? Why are you guys making me do this fucking shit? No, I love it. I need a little more energy. Right there. there. We'll get there. All right. So uh, I'm not sure when we're going to have our the next one that we're going to drop it again. We've got uh, we've got the Twitter handle out there. We've got an email for the Bam Fam, the Bam Slam Fam uh, engagement with us, Uh, and you'll be able to hit us up through Twitter or the uh, the email. As we get going, you mentioned Mike Goff wants to sit in for for thirty minutes with us, and Nick Hardwick um, also wants to join for a Nick while. Hardwick's going to join us, and oh, Allie's Nick. got uh, my girl ton crush of, list. Yeah, she's got her girl crush list, mm-hmm. and there's some big names out there. Uh, ladies doing some great things that we're going to have on board as well. So for Ben Fletcher, Allison Rasleff, I'm wait, Mike Costa. Wait, 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 wait. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> Damn it! I knew you guys were gonna do that to me. I gave one idea. The this, song thing. Come I know, on. No, I know it's totally the song, song thing. Song of the night. Just name your song of the night. Okay. Name it I need to pick. One. Everybody will okay. figure out. Look, no, explain what the song of the night thing is okay. gonna be. We're at the end of each episode. We're gonna each name our song of the night. Just for whatever reason in our minds, this is what the song each of us has on our mind. Then, but we're not gonna tell you why. We're just gonna say what the song is. Then you're gonna go to Twitter. It'll be there. Yes. And then we want you to put in the comments why you think each of us chose the song that we chose. So maybe you have to go listen to that song and think about us. Look at our Twitter banner picture. Yeah. Well, that's what we also have. Uh, we've got a show logo. We do. That's nuts. It's pretty badass. We've got a really good banner, a three, uh, a banner of three photos of of the three of us. I already forgot our Twitter handle for the show, but we'll we'll link it in our accounts. Yeah. Bam slam, it's Bam Slam Pod. Bam Slam Pod. Bam Slam Fam. At Bam Slam Pod. Yeah. At Bam Slam Pod. And it's on totally private right now, but we'll unlock it before we release this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So name name your songs. Okay, your I song. got mine. All right, go ahead. More than a feeling by Boston. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Allison? Def Leppard's Hysteria. Okay. My song of the night is uh, the Beach Boys' God Only Knows. How much I love. God only knows what I'd be without you. The Beach Boys played at my prom, at my high school prom. Well, that's okay. a whole other okay. podcast. <laughs> All right. What now? <laughs> Why do you drop that as we are doing? Okay, well, we, we don't have I a time limit. I in Napa, duh. What do you think? Are you shitting me? The no. Beach Boys play. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to cuss. She cusses. Sorry. Are, are you, you pooping me? Are you? Shut the front door. <laughs> they did? They what did. The fudge? They did. Oh. Yep. Wait, wait. At the Holiday Inn. In Napa. I got to imagine the, there were some where, high school. Where? You know what? Do you know what the Holiday Inn is? Na- I don't even know if it's still the Holiday Inn, but you is know what's. With, is that where the Raiders would yes, stay? Yes, that's when they... our training camp. Okay. Yep. Raiders training okay, camp is okay. there. Okay. Wait a second. At Redwood Middle School, which is right behind the Holiday Inn in Napa. Of course. <laughs> Wait. What? Okay. What? What was? What's the name of your high school? Justin Siena High School, Catholic. Oh, was. Okay. Oh, that's the other place I used to see Philip all the time at mass. All right. <laughs> you know, we both have all these children. Okay, so the Beach Boys. Can you? Do you mind dating yourself by talking about the yes, year I you do. graduated? Yes, I do. Mind. You do. Okay. <laughs> but was it? Was it all the Beach Boys? Mike Love yes, and yes, Brian Wilson uh-huh. and Carl so Wilson, somebody, Dennis Wilson, somebody in our Al Jardine class. Uh, so I went to you know I went to school with a lot of winery families, but uh, one Sebastiani's. I'm pretty sure it was 
the Sebastiani family, somebody, one of the kids, there was like kids and cousins and okay. one of them, somebody in that family had a connection, maybe even related by marriage somehow. So did they actually come anyway. to a full set? Yes. Or was it like they came and did a no, song they, for their it, cousin? they played at our prom. Like that was who we, that's who we had. Yeah. That's that a different is, world. That is cool. so badass. Yeah, it was fun. I love it. It was really fun. So probably one of the winery families then had to pay whatever the retainer was. I'm or sure. just give them like 10 cases of wine. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure back then. I have a bottle of Justin sitting at home right now. Like the nice one. The Justin. Isosceles. So you have isosceles? Yeah, Kendall's mom gave it to us without knowing how much it was. We killed a bottle of Justin this past weekend. Isosceles is one of my favorite. Cab, no. It's a like cab mix with cab something. Mix, like yeah. a red blend or something. Mm. I love oh. a red blend. Do Ooh. you guys the prisoner? Have you ever had prisoner? Prisoner. Ooh, love delicious. the prisoner as well. So I think um let's put this out of the ether right now. Whistle pig, can you sponsor us? You yeah. got two avid drinkers here. We're we're two big bourbon guys. And so uh whistle pig is is both one of our favorites. Where is it from? Uh or made. Whistle pig. I feel like it's is... New England. Could be wrong. I'm not sure what Whistle Pig is. I just know it tastes so damn good. Well, then let's get Tito's vodka. Why not? It's okay. My fave. Sure. Okay. Austin, Texas. I know where mine is made. <laughs> in fact, we can make this a liquor podcast real quick. <laughs> Absolutely. It yeah, is, there's. It is made in New England. It is made in New England. Wineries. I'll get some. Of these no, Napa there's wineries. nothing. We listen. We can drink on the air. We're we're allowed to. No, I thought you guys were Absolutely. bringing drinks tonight. No, we will. There's no well, bars for us to go to. No, there's not. Um, I got a, a 4:30 a.m. Oh, yeah, job. You do. He's like, oh, great. Now we have a party or two. He's like, but who is this chick? If we ever do a Friday out by Costa's pool podcast. Yes. Oh, as soon as the weather gets good. Absolutely. We will do that. All right. So listen, episode one is in the books uh, of the Bam Slam podcast. Bam Slam fam. We are building it uh, as we go. We hope you uh, enjoy this one. We hope you're along for the ride and we will just continue to push these uh, these suckers out for, for Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff. I'm Mike Costa, and we want to thank all of you for listening, and especially, last but never least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.